Hello, hello, and welcome to Review 2. This time we're Review 2-ing all that you can't leave behind videos. Did you spot the elephant? You're an idiot. Yes, beautiful day, beautiful 4K. I'm doing it now. Peace and love. Oh my god, I like a punk rocker. Larry gets on a motorbike. Oh, I don't know if you're going to get this. Hello and welcome to another edition of Review 2. Today we'll be talking about the All That You Can't Leave Behind video remasters that have uh, recently come out on YouTube. Uh, I don't know about you, Johnny, but it seems like you two have been uh, quite uh, slow on the uptake in regards to YouTube. It's like they're treating it as if it's a brand new thing. Mm, which is strange considering the proximity with the, the names. You 2 YouTube. Well, I think I've said before on the podcast that I actually, when YouTube first started get, getting a name for itself, I thought it was something to do with you too. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously, in, in fact, um, I just I want to mention um, the "You Together at Home" uh, series of fan events that we've been in, involved in for the last few months. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we're now we've now teamed up with Madflea, who uh, you together at home, by the way, was Madflea's idea. Uh, so we've kind of piggybacked onto this with her, but uh, we are going to be doing anniversary type events celebrating the albums. Uh, we're trying to find the best quality live uh, videos for these for these events, and, I, and the first one we did was. The Unforgettable Fire, and and that was a huge success. So, and there is there are more of these events coming up. But please go to the Review Two YouTube channel. Uh, we've also just recently discovered YouTube as well. And I, I just I just I have a plea for all the listeners. I know we 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 beg you for comments and reviews a lot. But if you could follow the Review Two YouTube channel, as soon as we get to a hundred followers, I get to change the URL, which means I can have a lovely youtube.com forward slash review two um and i i know i would really i I know i just i just want a hundred followers and if everybody listening to this right now would just go over to youtube and follow us that would really make my my dream possible you would improve my 2020 big time though Mm. it feels like this is the usual five minutes i skip in everyone else's podcast before they actually get to the meat of the issue so have we got any other updates or announcements to make at the end of the episode myself and johnny will be doing a youtube quiz that was sent to us the other day neither of us have looked at it and we will be competing with each other uh at the same time so stay tuned for that let's see who is the biggest fan definitely definitely me is it just a quiz about bono though is it about you two in general I don't know. I don't, I've not clicked on the link. I think it's a U2 quiz. Um, mm-hmm. Ian uh, Fenland, uh, Fenland uh, Gent or Fen Ian Gent sent us. Uh, if, in fact, with the amount that Ian gets in contact with us, he should really let us know how to pronounce that Twitter handle. Um, we've also um, not decided the uh, the format of this quiz, so I assume it's going to be a shambles. Well, I think uh, we should. I'll go through it, ask the questions, and I think it's you know it's going to be one of those click things. So, uh, oh, okay. um, so we'll we'll do it that way. Uh, but with, without further ado, let's go back twenty years. Uh, we've been doing that a lot recently, and we'll uh, we'll revisit the all that you can't leave behind videos.
review two. If we were a podcast about UB40, we'd be called Review B40. So, first up is the Beautiful Day video. One of two Beautiful Day videos. Um, now, in the first one, it's the, the uh, I think, the more famous video, the airport video with the bl- plane flying ab- above Bono. Now, accompanying this video is also a behind-the-scenes kind of thing, which is so rattle and hum in its form and the way it's put together that it kind of it was kind of distracting for me it, I, I was struck by how little Larry Adam and Edge actually had to say about this and it, it seemed much more of a Bono idea it's a very Bono focused um, video though isn't it really yeah but I noticed that in the in the in the little making of section Larry still seems very shy and uncomfortable in front of a camera and he 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 was being asked about the video and ended up ended up t- telling the the crew or the director that he well he just had a phone call from home and they're asking if he was safe now it it's not it's not the in-depth discussion about the video you know the cool CGI plane going over them it is a cool looking video Wait, but what it, do you mean what, that CGI plane what what well it's a real plane and it's a real U2, but if you think the two things happened at the same time, you're an idiot. Oh, I thought they just put a bit of um, double-sided tape on the amps and just, you know, on the rugs and everything just stayed around there. But yeah, impressive, impressive that they managed to do that. I, I didn't know. Impressive that they managed to use Photoshop. Well, yeah, intersplicing the things. Um, I, I think Larry came across as Larry on this, as in he is he's much more interested in just playing the drums and whacking them and getting on with it rather than the whys and wherefores of the video i bet he's probably watched this video once if ever and he's gone hmm, pretty good and that's it you know i i i think this is uh and and, and i don't i want to keep some powder dry but this is one of the better videos it's very iconic everyone that i know growing up saw this video and it was a you know it was it was i think a, because it's quite simple but very iconic it it works this is probably the best in terms of memorable showcasing the band that you're going to get and it was directed by Jonas Ockerland who Ockerland who's worked with I know him best from Ramstein he directed a really good Ramstein DVD and I think he is a, a a very solid director and he is great at shooting um that contrast for example between the band um, playing in the choruses and just that focus, that kind of slow-mo focus on Bono throughout the rest of it. I think that, for example, is a great choice that is simple but effective because that means that when the band kick in in the chorus, in, I think, his words or someone else's words, it really shows them slashing at the song, you know, and getting out the chorus, which is which is great. and really brings a vitality out of the song. Yeah, in, in those sections where you see the band going hell for leather... Uh, as I've put in my notes, then uh, you you really... I, I got the impression... I mean, obviously, Larry, Adam and Edge, they're rocking out, and the, they they knew this was a hit. You can't write a song like this and not know it's a hit. And, well, I'd be very surprised if, if that's ever happened to somebody. They, they didn't seem shy or... Considering this was the first thing after pop, they, they didn't seem like they were doubting themselves they seemed like they they really knew what they were doing but bono 
out of all of them, is playing the role of a rock star. It's like he's not even being Bono anymore. He's, it's almost like he's still got a little bit of Pop Mart in him. You know, yeah. that Pop Mart swagger. I and think that I find is that a character interesting. that he's playing, though. The I think the the guy walking around the airport, from what I can tell from the the loose narrative that's in there, it seems like he's meant to be playing a guy who is washed up and has lost everything, but still feels incredible joy. I think that was the idea of that character. You know, he's chucking all his money away. He doesn't seem to have any connections. He he steals an apple. He likes to go yeah, through but- machines. You know, but he's still feeling a massive amount of joy. Bono described it as a man who has no earthly worries or no earthly concerns. Um, I, but I didn't realise this was an alter ego until I watched the making of. Well, that's maybe and, the fault of the video, to be honest. But I got there was he was doing something a bit odd. Yeah, and, and he's actually wearing a gold jacket. Yeah, which McFisto. Which obvious, obviously is going to remind us of McFisto. But in the video, because it's so dark and black and white and contrast uh, and the the contrasting of black and white it just seems like a a black video so i have i've been watching this video for 20 years and not really got what it's about i didn't really realize that was an old alter ego and they never seem to do the alter egos fully or properly unless it is mcfisto well would you would you agree with that yeah i mean it's something that's been lurking about and obviously we'll see some alter egos turn up later when we talk about elevation but um yeah i do agree that they're not fully fleshed out necessarily maybe that's because the band want to suggest that there aren't really actually that much of a difference between them and their alter egos maybe the divide isn't that strong um but yeah, they could do a better job with that, I suppose. I never got the sense that this was Bono as an alter ego. I just thought um, the director said, okay, Bono, we're in, a, we're in Charles de Gaulle Airport. It's a beautiful place. Just stumble around a bit and mess around and yeah, it'd be fine. Parts, parts of it are. I've been there. Well, I'm not saying like, uh, I'm not, you know, I mean, I assume <laughs> the, the terminals are just as, as you know, tedious when you're actually traveling through them as any other plane terminal. And I'm sure the bogs aren't the best in the world. Like, when you're actually there and you... And actually, actually, the toilets weren't bad. I'll be honest, the toilets weren't bad in, in Charles de Gaulle. Well, what I mean um, is not that they are, they have bad toilets, but just that, like, I imagine it's you're not going to get this inspirational quality like you get from the front of All You Can't Leave Behind when, you, you know, when, you're, in, when you're in there at Charles de Gaulle. But it is a beautiful no, if place. Ch- if Charles de Gaulle still looks like it did in, uh, for All That You Can't Leave Behind, then I was in a different terminal. Yeah. I, I, I was not in that terminal. Um, guess what much, my... Much to my annoyance. Guess what my least favourite part of this video was? Um, Bono going through on through on the like the luggage rack. Thing. I mean, I assume that's con- going to give him a mild X-ray. But that wasn't it. Uh, what, what, go on. What is it? Those, those repeatedly closed-up snogging teens or whatever that are in there. It's horrible. Oh, the snogging! T- oh, right. I mean, I I barely even. I, mean, I think you're showing your age there. If you if you're becoming that jaded towards the world, Johnny. <laughs> I just. How are things with you and your partner? Are you are you, are you okay? All, Is lockdown lockdown treating you well? All's fine, but I'm just saying I've got a real, <laughs> real close up picture on two, two like emo-ish type people snogging the faces off in a in a terminal, and it just I just feel like I don't want to see the- that. They no no, but they're young and in love, and they, they and this may shock you, Johnny. They don't care about your opinion. 
Well, they, they don't care who knows that they're they um they're red hot for each other. Fair enough. But the last thing I'll say about this version is I, for years, have actually wondered this: Is this Bono walking round an airport, which is obviously a very busy place, right? Is this Bono? Actually stealing the woman's apple, actually, you know, stealing the guy's uh, suitcase, mm-hmm. and and they've got some somebody that if things turn a bit nasty, then you know they oh no it, it, it's Bono was shooting a video, uh, you know were the were the sign signs up saying you know if a in, if a leather clad man in sunglasses steals from you it's just because we're shooting a music video it's not it's not actual theft. Is is it real? Is it choreographed? Because some of them don't look that choreographed. There's some amazing acting in, in going on from the extras in that video. If it's if it's if it is choreographed, if it's staged, I I, I assume that it is staged, and these are extras. I think because if you did it the opposite way, with you know, you're just thinking about the. If you're doing it the other way, and you're just using people off the street or just people generally speaking then bono might try and grab your suitcase and the other person might go over to like you know give bono a shove or a punch and then the director or the security run and say no no it's bono and they're like yeah i know it is i want to give him a punch (laughs) yeah but bono wasn't well well, bono wasn't as hated at this point to be fair he was pretty much on top of the world at this point he was he was considered cool if um if any young listeners can imagine that when they were recording this though you two might have been a bit of a curio, you know, because they hadn't they hadn't come back, they hadn't brought this album out yet. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, these are questions that I don't know the answer to, but the uh, these, and I, I suppose I'll never know, and maybe I don't want to know. But it, it is interesting watching this video because th- this would have been recorded way before the album came out, so they're they're not on top of the world at this point. That th- this is four years removed from an album that didn't do that well. And also, um, I think when you were talking before about the confidence, you can see that with the conviction that they throw into those choruses and Bono jumping and, you you know, this is not a shy um, backwards and coming forwards music video. This is, they know these and this, these songs and in particular, this song is a hit. So yeah, I think that's a good way of thinking about it. I don't know if you felt like this as well, because particularly because we've just done Slain and and Million Dollar Hotel, it it really is like we've effectively over the last few months been you know making a tribute to you know the last twenty yeah the noughties and, and uh, the, the the twenty years that we've been into the band roughly, um, and but I feel, when I watch these videos and I don't watch them very often, but it takes me right back to the start of my fandom. Mm. And it's kind of like going home after a long time. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? I'm I'm very comfortable. This is this is my U two, my period of U two, um, and and there's just there's something comforting about going back watching these for me. It is, if you'll pardon the pun, a sort of homecoming, but it's it is comfortable. It, wait, wait, Johnny. You you know that's a U two title, don't you? Oh wow, well, song title. Punning all over the place, aren't we? Um. I think um, it is comfortable. It's like an old pair of jeans or slippers or whatever. But I will say I am kind of, after this <laughs> podcast, where I'll show all my enthusiasm, I'm ready to <laughs> go to look up some other stuff now. So, for example, I've been listening to a lot of the really early stuff off the Boy remasters, like Touch, for example, 
or um, Saturday night and just stuff like that and trying to get reacquainted with the old, old, old U2. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's press on to the next version of Beautiful Day. I really don't want to spend very long about, on this one. The um, Is it Ize? Is that how you would pronounce that? I've been pronounce, pronouncing it Ease. Okay, well, let's not quibble about it. Ease, Ease, whatever. Um, have you got anything to say about this version? Uh, a question for you. Is this just a, a video of the band on the holidays? Well, I'll tell you, the the thing that I mainly came away with from this was what a nice life. I wish I had that set up, both as holiday home and recording studio. Yeah, I mean, the, the, when when you see them in the recording studio, they they, they seem you know it seem it seems to be like in some underground basement kind of thing, uh, and it, you know it looked it looked pretty cool. I didn't need the rest of the video. And uh, did you notice how similar it looks to the video of Electrical Storm? Um, you've got Larry on. You've got Larry on the train, which is the video, which is the the cover of Electrical Storm. Mm. And I'm wondering, were the were the videos recorded at the same time? And if so, if that song was ready, written and ready at that point, why wasn't it on the album? I'm almost certain that Electrical Storm wasn't written at that point because, for that very reason, because if they had an absolute banger like that, ready to go then it should have been on on um or you can't leave behind and if it had been then it may shut have up. taken i know what you can, i i know what you're going to say shut up <laughs> well that's not very I, nice I, um, well i i've been i've been converting people to the song that you're not about to say doesn't deserve a, a place on all that you can't leave behind the i've been on a bit of a twitter campaign children's recently. children's children's tv show b-side that is um wild honey I assume is what you're. Uh, Joe D. Madfully from U2 and Coffee uh, dis- uh, described it as the "What We're Drunk Grab a Guitar" song. I, I agree, but not favorably. The-, the song is that is the story of the song, isn't it? Yeah, that's actually but, what happened. But that doesn't mean it needs to go on an album. And this is Wild Honey we're talking about now, guys, um, which I really like. Johnny doesn't. Uh, it doesn't seem to have a lot of fans in the community, but I, I think it's a, I just think it's a cracking rock song, mm. pop song maybe. Well, look, Electrical Storm was released in October two thousand two, so I doubt it had been fully conceived enough to go on that album. Um, but yeah, it does, it does look similar. Maybe it's the, um, it's that um, Pebble Beach that maybe is reminding you that's similar in both videos from what I can remember. Yeah, uh, the one takeaway I've got from those two beautiful day videos is that the band seems to be having a lot of fun. Yeah, they know they've got a good and album. They're working together in a way that doesn't seem like they're stuck. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I saw something on Twitter the other day where um, uh, there's a, a, a an image of the Edge playing Larry's drums and Larry's smirking and laughing. That's in the making of the beautiful day video. Was it in the? Was yeah. it? Was that actually you can in the hear making? Edge of? Lay down right. a pretty solid four-four. No, you can't. Yeah, you There's can. no way that guy can play drums. He can do it all. In fact, if, kick everyone out of the band pl- and just let Edge do it. All right. If he could play drums, he definitely would have done it on stage. He's not ashamed of. He's not afraid of nicking Adam's bass or bringing a piano on stage or kicking Bono off stage and singing "Sunday Bloody Sunday." That was a great version, to be fair. Yeah. But he's not afraid of doing that. If he could play drums, he would have done. You know it. What would Larry have done? Twiddled his thumbs, play triangle. 
Well, what does Bono do when Edge is singing? Uh, sit, sing over Edge usually because he can't stand not having the limelight for two seconds. Oh, shut up. Uh, the only takeaway I've got from the Easy video or the Ease video is um, you actually realise how much of an input uh, Daniel Lamoir, brackets Lamoir, has on that song because you can see him doing the backing and you think, oh, that isn't just Edge and Bono doing backing. That is a very distinctly Danny Lanois style. And I think he obviously gets a lot of credit, but I think he deserves a lot of credit for the way that song sounds I, and the way it's been put together. I think he, I don't think he gets enough credit in terms of the Steve Lillywhites and the Brian Enos. Um, he he certainly seems to get less of the credit. Yeah, uh, and he and and you're right. He 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 deserves a lot of credit, especially around this period. Uh, he contributed a lot, but I I do have to ask why two videos and why why do we have this version? Uh, absolutely pointless. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful in 4K though. Would you agree? Yes, beautiful day, beautiful 4K. Oh, how witty! <laughs> uh, right, so let's get on with talking about stuck in a moment. Yeah, stuck in a moment. So, uh, you two have currently only released one of these videos, and I'm just going to put my cards on the table. It's the least interesting of the two videos. Yeah, I, I thought that. The US version that I was trying to watch before is so terrible quality, the one that I found on YouTube, and maybe that's my own fault. Um, but I just I could hardly see what was going on in it. It was that bad in terms of quality. And um, this version, the I presume you're saying that the... The boring version is the one where he keeps getting chucked out of the van. Yeah, and this brings us to a question uh, that Ian, um, at Fen Ian Gent, uh, or, Fe or at Fen Land Gent sent us uh, on Twitter. And, it, and it, is, it says, why does Bono keep getting thrown out of the van? What What is the story? And I'm not sure we, we don't know what moment Bono's stuck in, and I don't know if that's good or bad. To me, it looks like... Right, so let's set the scene and let's let's see what we've got to work with. Bono is wearing an Afghan jacket, not dissimilar to the sort that Del Boy would wear. Possibly, in this yep. universe, the long-haired Lothario Bono is somewhat of a Del Boy figure. Maybe he's done a dodgy deal with Trigger or someone, and he's been taken for a ride in the back of a van... And they've duffed him up and they're saying, you know, give us a pony. And then they've chucked him out of the van. And then the, he needs the rest of the band to cross a quite busy road and help him. Uh, for our, our American listeners, uh, Del Boy is a character, real name Derek Trotter, in a, a very famous British sitcom called Only Fools and Horses. And if you... Just type in Del Boy into Google. You you're most likely going to get a, an image of Del Boy in, a, in an Afghan coat, much like the one Bono is wearing. Um, I and I think Bono's sort of slowly getting towards as he gets older and older. <laughs> um, for um, for for British people, if you see that that those those kind of coats, then you do definitely do think of um, uh, of Del Boy. Yeah. Um, we've kind of answered uh, another of Ian's uh, questions. Which do, which beautiful day video do we prefer? Definitely the Charles de Gaulle airport one. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. for both of us. Well, like, there's there's no point in the other one. Um, and he's also asked a question about a couple of videos that we're not going to tackle today. Um, he says he's not a fan of lyric videos. Neither am I, Ian. 
uh, but I thought the lyric videos for uh, for Levitate um, uh, for this uh, for, yeah for Levitate was was fantastic. Do we agree? Uh, do you know what? With those videos coming out so quickly after we'd covered a million dollar hotel, I haven't indulged half as much as I should have done. Uh, Levitate and Stateless. Uh, I know Levitate wasn't in Million Dollar Hotel, um, but they seem to come out as a package so I've I've avoided them I think I've watched them both once up to this point what about you Johnny um I li- I've listened to levitate quite a bit recently but uh, I've not I've not watched the video I very rarely sit down and watch music videos unless I'm hanging out with friends and we're all sort of sticking a video on and you know and taking turns at doing that which is something I really enjoy and miss during lockdown to be honest so and and also with that, if I if I do do that, we're usually talking over it um, quite loudly or just you know making jokes that sort of thing. So I don't I, I don't know if I ever really sit down and just watch music videos that often. No, I definitely don't. Ian has mentioned on Twitter before that he sits down with his kids, and they'll 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 watch the videos and discuss what they think about it, which I think is a fantastic family you know activity. Mm. Um, and I'm uh, I, I don't I don't have children, but I'm quite jealous of Ian uh, having kids that would be interested mm. in sitting there and watching videos from the you know the the music that their dad's into. That's that's great for that. I I think that's that's a great and a wholesome family image, and it, it fills me with joy whenever I think of Ian sat there with his kids watching a U2 video. Well, I'm... or or a Nicki Minaj video, whatever it may be. <laughs> Slightly different tone there. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's a lovely thing to do, and um, yeah, I mean, I could, I mean, I had my dog with me while I was watching these videos, but to be fair, he didn't really seem that impressed by them. I think he fell asleep uh, midway through Elevation, so that's the closest I'm going to get to sharing it with with someone else. Yeah. Um, so uh, moving on then to stuck in a moment. Uh, so this this is the one with with the van. It's not the cool uh, uh, Super Bowl video. And I found myself asking, what has Bono done? Why is he being thrown out that that, that van? Um, And then you have Ghostly, Adam, Edge, and and Larry trying to run across a very busy road. I mean, essentially, they're they're doing a very slow version of Frogger. (laughs) Trying to just cross and not get squished by any of the vans. But yeah, in this weird... um, Obviously, they've used some time-lapse photography for all of the cars and it creates a kind of cool image it's the sort of image that if you did a compilation of all of these videos and said look this is in 30 seconds this is you two at that point look at all the stuff they did in the videos so you know you'd have the airplane going over for beautiful day and clips of them running through i'd say cool image but doesn't add up to a heck of a whole lot to be honest no i i i would agree and do you know what really made me laugh and and I I hadn't realised I'd never seen this before until I saw it. Mm-hmm. Adam Clayton running, <laughs> and f- particularly in this time, where I'm sorry, Adam, I, you know I love you to to pieces, but y- you didn't look like you didn't look as young as you were at this point. You you were starting to look a bit like a pensioner. And it was it was just funny to for me to see Adam Clayton running. It, yeah, Adam's look there reminds me of he's been doing some painting all day, and he's re- he's realised <laughs> that that 
the offie's going to close in a bit. So he has to nip out very quickly, <laughs> get some fags, and then get back. And that's it. You know, that that's what it sounds like to me. He's like, oh, damn it, they're going to be closed. And then he just goes. Um, that's the kind of look. Adam is not at his coolest during any of these videos. And he's not very dynamic either. Um, with the amazing caveat that let's think about Adam these days and how incredible he is. If you could have shown Adam Clayton a picture of... in So in 2000, you show Adam Clayton a picture of what he looked like in 2020. I think he would have been horrified. With how great he looks in 2020. Well, we think he looks great, but I think he'd have been horrified. I think he would could have would have come back with, oh my God, I look like a punk rocker. <laughs> well, there's been some very recent uh, pictures of him having incredibly long hair, so he looks like almost like a sort of biblical figure at the moment, which um, which I'm digging. I think he looks good. I'm getting there. I've not had my hair cut since January the sixth. At the time of recording, it's the it's the fifteenth of October. Uh, so, so I'm beginning to look uh, uh, quite unkempt. So uh, it doesn't sound like we've got a lot to no, say I was about say, this we've, video. We've covered that. We've covered the um, the the main video. Well, I don't know which one you would count as the main video. We've, the one we've covered is the van one with the jacket, the Delvoy jacket, which was directed by Kevin this Godley, was... apparently. This was the the uh, UK one. The, this was more, yeah, the the, the UK one, um, because obviously in the year two thousand, nobody in the UK had heard of the, the Super Bowl. Uh, we couldn't possibly understand American uh, soccer. No, of course as I'm not. I'm going to call it just <laughs> to annoy the Americans because uh, we have we have football too. Mm. Um, so um, yes, uh, so do you know what I think would have made this video better? And I'm sorry if this is a bit uh, depressing and downbeat. Pictures of Michael uh, because Hutchins? We, no, because we know this uh, song is about Michael Hutchins. If we had Bono in a room, going in a hotel room, obviously going through a tough time, maybe you know images of flashbacks, this, that, and the other. Um, I mean, would that have been too on the nose? I uh, considering I think so. Yeah. Considering it's his friend, that that would have been too artistically, and uh, that would have been really. I think that would have been really good, uh, but maybe too raw for the people involved. But I, when have you two ever shied away from uh, having a raw quality to the to the the music and the sound? Yeah, fair enough. I can see what you mean. I just think it might. If you take even one little tonal misstep, there, then I think it can come across as either just kind of very overly sentimental or morbid or it might just come across yeah, as, I, as we don't want this song I, to be I, just about michael hutchins yeah i hope i haven't offended anybody there or or, or no, upset no, anybody i don't think there, you have at I, all like I, I don't think um i don't think you you, sh- you should have done or anything like that um but i think i, I just think idea. you know we've how yeah we've how close you two sometimes like to be to the subject matter, mm. and and I think, do you know what? I think if if that video was made today, then something like that would probably fly. Maybe it was because the two thousands to me. All right, I was I was I was nine and ten in in the in the year two thousand, so it definitely seems like a more innocent time to me. I feel I I feel like you, you that, that things have got a little bit grittier. Um, so maybe you could get away with that now, but in 2000, maybe that that wouldn't have worked. And maybe the band had no interest in doing something like that because 
it, it could come across that you're reenacting something that you don't want to revisit. Yeah. So I get that, but I was, I was just as I was watching it, I was thinking, what would have made this uh, a video? You th- I'm thinking of stuff like Johnny Cash's Hurt, you yeah. know, and the the emotional weight of that video were. Even now, if I if I watch it, it just it brings me to tears. It's it's mm. so emotional, and I just I think could could that song have, um, could that video have had that weight to it? Could it have been one of the those classic? I think songs? It, I think there is a possibility of that, but I also think that in in a general sense, what you're going to try and do is you want your song to be applicable to so many different moments for different people, so people in the know understand its connection but everyone else can just apply it to you know even just as simple as i'm having a rough time you know just to make it yeah. very general yeah i think but i think bono said said before that he he likes to write lyrics where he he'll push an idea halfway up the hill and then the the audience have to come along and decide what it means to them well yeah and i think and that's I, a better I, way of doing it a good piece of art should demand your active engagement Yes, no, no, I agree. Uh, we've also been asked on Twitter. I remember the question. I don't remember who asked it. Uh, do we prefer the more acoustic version that was released recently? Well, let's let's um, not let's not tease people. Let's find out who um, who actually I'm, asked I'm, I'm that do- question. I'm I'm doing it now. <laughs> well, I'll tell say my thoughts while Tyler's looking that up. Um, you can tell this is a very well prepared show. I enjoyed the acoustic version a lot. The more recent one, I thought it was great. I might be wrong, but I was talking to Tyler about this and I was saying that it to me it sounds like it doesn't sound like they sat down and just, you know, acoustic live, let's record a version. It sounds like an acoustic recorded version of the song because there are some parts of that which I think are so similar to the original recording. It sounds like they've spliced together a couple of different takes of different parts of the song. That's what I hear. I might be totally wrong with that, but my overall thought about that is I'd rather hear some more interesting B-sides, to be honest. It was fine. It was good. It sounded beautiful. The guitar sounds nice. But I, I had yeah. never heard that version. That version apparently has been around for 20 years because it was on the 7 EP, uh, which is one of the curios that I don't actually have. Mm-hmm. Um, so hearing that version, and, and I noticed that really early in the morning i actually think inadvertently because i was checking spotify and because i work nights i actually think we broke that news people didn't seem to know about it until i tweeted about it i'm not saying i did somebody might have got there beforehand but it 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 definitely seemed like we broke the news because i just happened to check u2's page on spotify that day uh, they didn't see. There was nothing, no noise on Twitter before I I broke that, the news of that. So you're welcome, world. <laughs> well, I'm not claiming that. And it was uh, Iceman at Boom right there that asked us about that. By the way, Boom right here. Oh yeah, not Boom right there. Yeah. No Boom. We, we've done this before. <laughs> wait, isn't it <laughs> so... Boom? Wait, isn't it Boo, Mister I, there? <laughs> assume not um, while I'm on it uh, Mark has asked at I am Jurassic Mark why did they go to all the effort of remastering the videos not to include a DVD in the new anorexic box set um, I, I completely agree and much as I love you too I 
I do find it odd how little they put into the things they expect people to spend so much on. Okay, right. So here's my take on this. I am a vinyl collector. I haven't bought a U2 CD in a very long time. In fact, last I, I bought a CD this week, but it was Depeche Mode. Um, Which one? Uh, the, the latest one. It comes with two Blu-rays. Two CDs, two Blu-rays. Um, That's value for money, that. Uh, yeah, and it, and it was it was a bargain actually. I think it's only about fifteen quid on uh, on Amazon, but it's brand new. Um, so that that's beside the point. I'm a U2 collector. I have, I would say, ninety five percent of the stuff that is coming to me at the end of the month with this new box set. However, I don't have it all on vinyl, and U2 are the kind of band that that they continue to get new fans over and over and over again. There are fans that will not have had the chance to collect all the all those little bits of uh, memorabilia, the, the singles, uh, the, the B-sides, this, that, and the other. This is a collection for people who like that album, and they're giving you pretty much everything. Huge collectors like me are going to have ep- almost everything on there because we make sure we have everything. The price... Now, it, I've seen... It, I think when it first came out on Amazon, it was 160-odd quid, and then it, it's it's jumped up and down, and U2.com and Amazon couldn't seem to agree on what price it should, so it's been up, it's been down, it's blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the price of or what it is now, about 180 quid, for 11 vinyls is pretty much spot-on for when you consider that a brand-new album would cost you... 20 quid. Fair enough. And it, it's I don't know, I'm not experienced I, enough with vinyl. I will I will call you two out if I think that the the, the you know the the price, they're charging too much if they're doing this that and the other. But for the amount of stuff you get in, that Boston show on vinyl I I I'm really looking forward to listening to that. I I've seen the show many many times. Um there's a lot of stuff on vinyl that I've that I'll, I've never heard before, and I, I really like to. I'd really like to. That's my favorite way to indulge in music. Um, it's it's not a bad deal. It, I know it sounds expensive, 180 quid, but it's 11 vinyls. It's it's a lot of content. Well, and this is a, this is my the, problem. The price is pretty much bang on. This is my problem. Okay, I'm I'm not a vinyl guy in the slightest. Okay, because well, mainly because I just can't be bothered replacing everything that I've already got. But also, these days, I'm very happy with just listening to digital media. Now, I have no problem with vinyl, and I, I love listening to vinyl, like, for example, well, back in, you know, ages and ages ago when I actually used to go around and visit you and listen to vinyl. But the thing I want from you too is rarities, unreleased things, even just like studio messing around stuff. I want things like that and i reckon the either either there is that kind of stuff and they just sort of holding back on it or there isn't that kind of stuff and therefore i'm just not that bothered about things being re-released and remastered so it, it this has not captured my interest massively the 4k the 4k things excite me i like that yeah that's um, great yeah yeah they, they they really do excite me i'm i i I I I'm not a completionist, but I'm 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 like seventy percent of the way there in in terms of 
I'd, I'm not interested in buying every single ever or every rarity ever. But if a new thing comes out, then I definitely want to get it. I, you know, I, and, I, and I love going through it. And there's always Anton Corbin. An Anton Corbin book will set you back a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and and there's always a nice um, book in these sets with uh, with an Anton Corbin kind of you know collection. So you really do get a lot of of what what a lot of content for for your 180 quid this time. Now, if we're talking about the Uber Deluxe Actung Baby, which came out, and I think it was about 300 quid when it first came out. Am I right? Do you remember that, Johnny? I remember it being around about that price at the time, and I remember not being in a position to be able to spend that much on it. But my thinking was, if I had that money, I would get two of them, I'd buy one and open it up and enjoy it and uh, mess around, you know, with these fly glasses and stuff like that and really engage with it. And the other one I would keep in box, fresh condition, uh, sealed so I could sell it in 20 years time or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I still hope for big box sets like that. But when I was a student and when that came out, the, the I just, I couldn't, I, there's no, no way... I could have afforded something like that, um, so I, I'd, I'd like to be able to buy the, these sets. Um, and we we kind of can't complain about everything because we're far closer to the end of U2's career than we are to the start. And you know that they are bringing out things that some people enjoy, and you can't you can't please all the people all of the time. Um, so that's that and I'm sorry if I've got on my soapbox a little bit though but I, I felt like some of the criticism was just a little bit unfair um with the with the price and with the content of of this new act uh, all that you can't leave behind uh box set so yeah sorry about going on a tangent though mate I'm not buying it I uh, so uh, as in I I see what you're saying I'm not saying I don't buy what you're saying um I'm just saying I'm not going to buy the stuff what i will do is when it is safe i will enter your house i will leaf through the book i will listen to the vinyl and then i'll toddle off on my merry way having got all the spoils for (laughs) for now um all right at the end of the in the end of the day you vote with your wallet yeah exactly there you go so So i mean and i've spent if you you don't like it don't get it yeah exactly (laughs) and i've spent way too much recently on some new gore-tex trousers so who can I, you know, what can I say? <laughs> right. Okay. So where are we up to? We still on stu- uh, uh, stuck in a moment. Right. Yeah. Let's rattle the, through the... this quickly. Right. So US version. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I've got no notes on this. Um. <laughs> what? What? Uh, I've got a story instead, though. What? What? What are your notes? Uh. My notes are there's only terrible quality versions. Why wouldn't you remaster both of them? Um, unless I'm missing something, I might just be being ignorant here. Um, and it annoys me. I seem to think there's a lot more CGI in in the uh, the Super Bowl video. Well, possibly, yeah, because I mean they've got to recreate a whole Super Bowl feeling. Um, my annoying thing is that when they're actually singing in the lyrics about falling down, Edge, who famously falls down repeatedly through that video, they don't cut to him during that bit, and it's just you think, you know, directing 101. Well, yeah, that's it. I I I don't know. Um, but the, so the the Super Bowl video for Stuck in a Moment was the thing that that was the very 
very first U2 song that I listened to, I went, oh my God, I really love that. That's amazing. Mm. And the next day I went and bought the uh, 90 to 2000 best of. So that was day one and two of me being a a U2 fan. If I could go back, would I would would I <laughs> would I have changed the channel uh, if I'd if I'd have known how much it was going to cost me over the years? Possibly. Um, no, I probably wouldn't because I've had a, a lot of fun over the last twenty years. Um, so I'm very glad I was watching VH1 or The Box or Smash Hits, uh, whatever it was when when I saw that video because it's pretty much shaped the rest of my life mm. so I, I, I'm hoping that they do a 4k remaster of the Super Bowl video as well well I might be able to see it, what's actually going really on is. Yeah. <laughs> I know my eyes um, are bad but I know that there's lots of um, in jokes and references there so for example the guy taking the kick is has got a jersey that says Houston on it and the teams are the flies and the lemons so yeah, you know yeah. little nuggets that you probably um as a wee boy, didn't uh, didn't appreciate when you hadn't got into YouTube, but now looking back on it, you can, you know, revel in that richness. Yeah, maybe we can maybe we can watch it together, and uh, I'll tell you what color everything is. Oh, your probably. nose is knackered, your eyes are old and yes. bent. Um, right, can we move uh, on to? <laughs> oh wait, right, well, last thing about the stuck in the moment thing. It seems like then that the whole point of the video is that this kicker is stuck in a moment of a kick that he missed and it's defined his life in some way and he keeps repeating this thing over and over and then he it the, the very end of the video he turns into an old man it's sort of like a saving private ryan matt damon bit and he seems to make the kick after all and he's had a happy life maybe and he shouldn't have got worried and got stuck in that moment because an old man could have made that kick and it's fine um i guess again the same message in the video is just you know keep moving don't worry about stuff. Try and try and get through life if possible. Don't worry about it, mate. It's going to be fine. Mm. Review 2. If we were a podcast about German submarines, we'd be called Review Boat. Okay, uh, so Elevation. Um, I really remember this video being a lot more substantial in my head. Uh, well, I can say that it was one of the most expensive music videos according to um, Wikipedia, although as ever is the problem with Wikipedia, we have a lovely citation needed after that. But I can imagine that it spent a lot of money because it has got a very Hollywood feel to it. And it was obviously the tie-in with the first Lara Croft Tomb Raider video. Well, film, movie, whatever. Wasn't it the second one? Nope. First one, definitely. Oh, the first one. Oh, fair, fair enough. Um... Have you two ever looked cooler than when they were evil, you two? Um, well, this is the thing, right? Even though we do have this this sort of um, clipped voice BBC-ish person uh, in the start of the video, you can overhear them on the radio saying, evil you two have been cited, as if like that's a thing that in this universe people just are like, oh, not again. You know, um, even though Evil U2 seem to be known, I often in this video can't tell the difference between the two bands. I mean, they already were quite a lot of black leather in not just this video, but all the other videos from this era. So it, I think it's quite difficult to differentiate the two of them. Well, Bono does, but the rest don't really wear leather. Edge has adopted a leather jacket in, in recent times, but that's yeah, but it. In the video, I'm pretty sure he's wearing a leather jacket in the video as good and as bad Edge. Oh really? And Larry 
Larry's actually quite easy to tell because he's wearing a black shirt and a blue shirt retrospect um, respectively. And I mean, we're dealing with my eyes here, so it might be a purple shirt for all I know. No, you, you, you bang on the money there, mate. Oh, right. Thank you. Um, Adam, the evil Adam is wearing a leather trench coat a la kind of Neo in the Matrix, um, but you don't get to see enough of it. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you this. Is this video not more suited to the Matrix? With all the slow-mo explosions and cars breaking up around Bono. Well, this was when bullet time really kicked off. Um, and they do make use of it. And I will say, that shot that's halfway through, or maybe maybe three-quarters of the way through, where you've got the car in slow-mo hurtling towards Bono, I, that shot is still good. It still is pretty cool. Yeah, it's entertain. It's still entertaining to watch this video. Absolute garbage in terms of like the storyline. And I really tried to... like because. Right, Bono <laughs> receives a phone call saying this is evil Bono. I assume that's Bono with some sort of weird vocoder on his voice. And he says that <laughs> they've captured the edge and they want the key. Now, I don't... And then Lara Croft is involved somehow. But <laughs> there's no story. No, there's not. Um, I, mean, I mean, I was looking for a story in any of these videos and uh, there isn't one. No, not really. I mean, there is, uh, there's the the kind of, there's a chase sequence, I guess. And um, what I thought when I when I watched this, so I was making notes of how people would, because this is the most Hollywood that you two get, I would say. So Bono looks like um, good drama, good action kind of guy in this. Larry gets on a motorbike, explosions, stuntman. Edge, quite a great sort of set of comedy chops on him. He's double taking to the camera all the time behind Lara, like Tim from The Office. Adam, he gets into a taxi. And that's it. I mean, like he drives it like he's bored. He's got his arms resting on the side of the wheel. Like, but does he drive the taxi, or do, or is he a passenger? I think he actually drives it, but he's driving it in a way that makes you feel like he's almost going to fall asleep any minute. There's just no. There's it's no like, it's like, going in. Not at this point, no. There's not. But, <laughs> I can't. I can't defend everyone him. Everyone else is so <laughs> frenetic, and you know, even Larry is like he's in his element because he's got to ride a big, cool motorbike. Yeah, he must. He must. He must have loved that day shooting. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, it's it's a it's a good video. It's an iconic video. Uh, not as iconic as I would say, "Beautiful Day." In and but the thing is, what this tells you is that they get so this is a, a, a phrase that I always use. A big dumb rock song, and it's funny that they've got an evil U two having a rock off against each other. Um, I'd like to get a closer look at that guitar that Edge was using. I don't know if it's a real guitar or some sort of weird thing they've made for it, um, but yeah, it's it's a great video. Yeah, I can't I can't tell what it is. It could it could have been a custom build or something like that. Yeah, it might have been something like that. And I think Edge is one of the few people of the evil U two that you can tell a real difference. I mean, Bono is basically just the fly again. But because he wears so much um, black in the rest of the video, as, as good Bono, I think they should, they should have just made it a little bit clearer. Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> Defeating Evil U2 with music instead of love and peace seems a bit off-brand for Bono. Yeah, but I guess you'd have a difficult... Sh- shouldn't, they make pe- shouldn't they make peace rather than make them implode? Well, they, send a, vo- they do a, a hurricane break away. into bits at the end, which is kind of a little bit anti U2 love and peace, peace and love, Ringo Starr kind of way of doing things. I'm sending this video with peace and love. I'm destroying you into pieces with peace and love. Pieces and love. 
Uh, did you spot the elephant? I spotted the giraffe. Yeah, well, I mean, the giraffe walks down the street with Bono, to be honest. Um, again, mm-hmm. making it was painfully aware of how short Bono is. <laughs> you not spot the elephant? It's like me and you walking down the street together. <laughs> so there's there's an elephant at a couple of points that you know when everything's floating off at the end, the elephant is spinning through the air as well. It's I, I think that's probably where the budget went. It's just it's non. I love it because it's 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 utter utter nonsense. Yeah, you can exactly. tell that they then although they have changed up the the sound and you know they've become a much cleaner rock band uh for for this album they can't like they can't quite get the the feeling of pop mart out of them yet yeah, I, they're not over it and the, there's a lot of grit in this song as well and a lot of fun so i th- i think there's there's shades of actung of um of pop in this you know basically 90s u2 carrying on but updated in a cool way and i'm i am really glad that elevation is on oh, i can't leave behind cause it is it's such a I mean, and what would the Elevation tour have been without that incredible opener? So, you know, it's 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 just great. Yeah. Well, speaking of elephants, let's move on to uh, Walk On uh, and uh, the unfortunate elephant in the room every time we now talk about this song. Well, let's just not reference um, her. Good luck. Um, so there are a few things in U2's career that I like more than the piano at the start of the walk-on video edit. Yeah. Uh, it It's so subtle, it's so hidden through most of the track, but at the, be- at the beginning, it just sounds so deep and so full, and if you're listening close cans, which we always recommend, oh, yeah. uh, it, it, it really fills your, your head and your ears with, with this, this emotional sound, and I can't, I can't, describe it any any closer than that it just it fills me with something and i'm not sure what it is and i know i like it yes now that's all praise for the song walk on uh that's all that's that's just praise for the piano (laughs) well fair enough well done mr edge uh mr the edge but if we're talking about the song um we've got the plane at the start of the video which has been used throughout this as a nice thread throughout all the videos which i think um works nicely however um this version i don't have lots to say about it because i mean it's interesting that it's shot in rio de janeiro it's interesting that apparently a lot of this was improvised and by that i guess what they mean is they just took a camera around and filmed them as they were messing around and but I think I've said this on one of the previous episodes. This video is just let's watch them have a really nice time in a beautiful place. And okay, fine. But I don't get um, uh, this is not a music video I'm going to call but go back to again and again. Even though the uh, no, director I mean... Auckland who had done who done um previous videos that we've talked about um yeah, beautiful day he is good at shooting things like he's very good i think he's very good at shooting the band playing music together and getting all the instruments in so i think you get a really good sense of larry's drums from this edit because he keeps cutting back when larry's going you know and you you don't miss that because of that and edge's solos filmed well but apart from that it's just like all right let's watch bono and the lads mess around in rio de janeiro in rio de janeiro yeah i mean i i although i love this song i and i do because i've got it tattooed on my foot um, it I I always feel like what there should only have been three singles for this album, 
And I'll, you can't take away Beautiful Day or Elevation, so which should have stayed on the album and not been released? Walk on or stuck in a moment? Mm. Um, That's a difficult one. They were both... They were both had airplay and w- look no look no further than slain for how good both of these songs yeah. are um i guess i guess it would be stuck in a moment just because i think it was more popular song i think walk on didn't mm. chart quite as well as um because as people this. were sick of it by the, by, by well, that yeah, point yeah the, the shine had come off the album and people probably heard it yeah so walk on was number five i think stuck in a moment was three or was it two how do you mean? I'm thinking oh, on the, the charts. charts. I'm just looking it up now. Um, I, I don't know. You need to ask Tumble Tyler about charts. Number two. Number two. Not... So, um, yeah, I think I think maybe the shine was coming off it. So that's what I would say for that. Um, yeah. In the first video, they've kept in the Aung San Suu Kyi bit at the end. Yeah. Should they have cut it? Or are they using her own words against her to instill hope in the Burmese people of 2020? Um, I'd say that's a viable reading, the Pope thing, but I reckon it was probably just laziness. That's my (laughs) honest answer. I mean, I I literally could have cut it for them. It's it's seconds of a job to take that that little bit out of the end of the video. And, And yet... Yeah. Um so uh the Liz Friedlander version um has a little bit more of a story to it. There's young people uh looking like they've had enough of something, not quite sure what it is, and uh, they're ready to take action. We know this because they grab their coats and leave their respective apartments. Mm. Um side note, if you're bored <laughs> and uh and I was at this point, if you're bored watching these videos Try and count how many styles of jacket, leather jacket, yep. Bono wears throughout all the videos. Um, I said on the Slain review, he really, really experimented with review with um, with leather jackets around this time, and all the proof you need is in the videos we've been discussing. Well, I, I mean, I was literally I've written a summary line for when we actually wrap up on this whole thing, which is if you need a summary of what YouTube's videos were like. People walking around slowly in leather jackets pretty much sums it up. <laughs> lots of leather jackets, lots of slow mo. Yeah, and Bono. But have you noticed that Bono looks almost exactly like Jimmy Iovine because the camera's uh, zoomed in on him and he's wearing sunglasses, which are very reminiscent of the sunglasses that I've seen Jimmy Iovine wear. And it's I've never thought the two people look look similar, but in the in this. Liz Friedlander version of Walk On. There's there's a definite like likeness. Uh, I've I've not seen that likeness before. He also looks a little bit like um, in the video for um the beautiful day video. I think that is Jonas Ockerlund who's in there, and he, he's wearing some wraparound shades. And I, at first I was like, is that Bono's weird stuntman? But then no, it's it's Jonas Ockerlund. I think. <laughs> what from Alan Partridge? Yeah, just fain. <laughs> wow, Johnny's coming out with the Irish accents for that's a change. A re- no, but that's, a, that's an accent of someone who can't do an Irish accent in person. Send your complaints to Johnny this week, please. Uh, <laughs> also, I was thinking we should we should if and if you want this, then let us know on Twitter. We should probably review that episode of Alan Partridge at some point on review two as like a bonus episode for anyone who wants it. All right, there's only one person that wants. To, I love Alan Partridge, and I, even I don't want to do that. There's only you that wants to do that. Do you really think so? 
<laughs> well, I'd do it. Um, w- was there a point in this Liz Friedlander version that you uh, started laughing? Oh, we're still talking about this, are we? Um, I, yeah, something that really made you made you uh, chuckle. No, I was just bored by it. I, I just say it's needless. When uh, when they start ripping the shirts off, oh yeah, uh, I'd, it, I'd, I, it's a good job I was sat down because otherwise I'd have been on the floor. It's just really, it's just I, the, the problem with this video is it makes me believe things that other people say about you too, like that they're kind of vanilla in some ways or like just a general sort of mawkish. Oh, let's we're all together, man, and see through people's eyes and walk in people's shoes and like. I don't like it when you two kind of prove people right about that sort of thing. And this video is awful because it just, it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't have any impact. I don't know any of these people. I don't know any of the problems. And then we go through lots of different eyes in the crowd. What does that symbolize? Like, oh, we need to see things through people's eyes, man. Like, yeah, that's just empathy 101. Like, get over yourself and do something interesting. Yeah. Well, the, they are the uh, single uh, videos. We're gonna we're gonna review another one that was released today in a minute. Um, but this is I've been thinking about this a lot this month. These are not the best videos, and you two have done some really good videos in the past. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry if you feel like we've come down a little bit hard on them, but they're, they're just not the most interesting videos, and they're strange videos to choose to launch. Uh, or, or relaunch your YouTube channel with whether they're in 4K or it's not. Just timing. And I'm, and I'm, th- I'm thinking, why didn't they wait till next month and do Actung Baby? Which they might do. Um, who knows? Um, I would love to, love to see some of those videos restored to 4K. It's just um, timing. It's and the I, anniversary. I, it's 20 years. Yeah, but why not wait a month? Because it's and do and do um, and do Actung. Well, it's, well, it wouldn't be twenty years. No, what it's what 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 will it be? Uh, twenty nine years next. Uh, yeah, yeah twenty nine years next people month. Don't, people don't get out of bed for twenty nine. It's it's got to be a, a zero on it. Otherwise, it doesn't mean it's a proper anniversary. Apparently. Well, no one's getting out of bed for my thirtieth this year, are they? Because no one's allowed to go anywhere. Um. Uh. <laughs> right. It's so. Kind of um, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get over it. Can you guys um, wish Tyler a happy birthday on? Uh, <laughs> wait, when's your? I, I've always you can't you you cannot put my birthday on the internet. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, you can't you can't do well, that. Then just randomly it's, it's, tell. It, it's the yeah. It's in it's in November. There you go. Please uh, don't steal Tyler's identity so, based on that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know if that's it. Just it seems common sense to not say when your birthday is. I don't know. Maybe you know. I don't know. Um oh well I'll 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 be 30 for a whole year. Um so the the other track uh, I was a bit surprised that this one got a remaster. This is the ground beneath her, th- her feet. A video I maybe have seen once or twice before. Um I saw it a couple of times when we were doing uh, when we were gearing up for the million dollar hotel review and it still strikes me as a very weird mashup. Salman Rushdie, Bono, U2 and then that film. And you're like, where well, is the connecting I... tissue between all this stuff? Well, Rushdie wrote it. The song the YouTube songs performed lyrics, it. yeah. Yeah, and it was it was the uh the, the soundtrack for the film. But because Rushdie's uh, like sort of 
writing like literally writing some lyrics at this at the time in, a, in with a beautiful calligraphy pen i will say um at the same time as we've got um shouldn't you've been in hiding at that point as well i can't remember i assume the fatwa was on then because the satanic verses was before that but i don't know when they launched the fatwa let's let's not worry too much about about that i mean yeah i don't know um but the, the problem is that he's sort of stood around, Bono stood around, and then we've got Tom Tom and Eloise and everything kicking off. And you just think, <laughs> is, is, Rusty didn't write this film. And then who should show up halfway through the video but old Melvin Gibson. Yeah, well, I I, I thought, because I wasn't prepared for what this video was. I didn't know what it was going to be. I for, I forgot, I'd forgotten about it that much. And you need much. preparation I as thought, well. Yeah, and I thought, well, here I am checking back into the the million dollar hotel a lot sooner than expected. And Salman Rushdie stood at Salman Rushdie stood at the side of me. Bono is at the side of me. Oh, is it Bono? Is it the guy from the bar in in the million dollar hotel film? Are they twins? Mm. None of none of these questions were answered. Um, the and the song and the video are very, both very very good. You know, I love the song. Yep. Uh, they seem to glorify this film. To the point where it seems like it might be worth yep. watching, and I have to say, I have to tell people, don't be fooled. Nope. Go and lo- listen to our review. We covered it quite extensively a couple of months ago, mm. and uh, we watched it so you don't have to. <laughs> we could. They should put that on the DVD uh, case um, for the, for any re-releases <laughs> of it. Um, I will say that the 4K means it's very sharp, and you can see the the salt in the in the salt and pepper beard of Rusty very clearly. But it also highlights the pretty terrible special effects that they have. Like at, the, at one point, Bono looks like he's flying around like a bad Christopher Reeve, like a la Superman sort of thing, and that doesn't look better in 4K. It actually looks better on VHS, I would say. I don't know. I don't know. I had. I don't. I've never had it on VHS, and I'm not digging it no. out. Well, when, well, when, um, when the when the song kicks off and things start spinning around, and it looks like you two are somehow zipping around this um, LA cityscape, it just it doesn't look good. That's where the the green screen. Is. So the CGI is aged. You yes. Would say. Yes. Very much so. For, well, for, in a way that enough. other videos like even better than the real thing haven't aged badly i would say and if you restored them they would look absolutely brilliant well this is what i'm hoping for next month oh, me too um best vid um if i'm being if i'm being objective i'd probably say beautiful day because it's it's the most iconic and you know well thought through well shot let's kick off this era with a bang sort of thing. But the most fun would go to Elevation. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the Beautiful Day one is... Um... In fact, no, the Growing Beneath Her Feet, I feel like it actually tells a story and it actually brings a lot of ropey old crap together. Um mm. Um, but but I, I I am biased when it comes to that song. So who 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 knows? Um, oh, I want to ask you about uh, Jeff's comment because uh, what what was it that he described these four Ks as cromulent? Uh, what what does that oh, mean? God. Well, that's a that's a Simpsons reference for anyone who is not um, of the generation where you absolutely 
you know lived and breathed Simpsons, and um, it's to do with an episode where someone uses Jebediah Springfield, the hero of Springfield is someone who has a quote on his statue that says, a noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. I'm pretty sure I'm getting that right. And um, someone complains that embiggens isn't a real word and um, people complain about it. And then someone says, I don't know why you're complaining. It's a perfectly cromulent word. So the joke is that they're using a one made-up word, cromulent, to defend another made-up word, embiggens. And some people say that if you explain a joke, it isn't funny. I would say those people are right. Well, anyway, that's the explanation. Anyway, get get, get back and watch some, some Golden Age Simpsons because that's some pretty darn great entertainment there, I would say. Anyway, we're going to we're gonna play another Sting. You've probably heard a few throughout this episode. Uh, they were sent to us by um, by review to listener Tom Trom. Uh, thank you very much for those, uh, those Stings, Tom. And uh, if you would like to send us some silly little Stings, Feel free. Um, but yeah, you're going to hear one now, and then we'll come back and we'll do the quiz. Review 2. If we were a podcast about sheep, we'd still be called Review 2. So, something that we've not done for a long time, we're going to do a little bit of a quiz. Um, old school Review 2 listeners might remember that I put Tyler on the spot a long time ago by asking him some mastermind U2 questions, and he did not very well on those. But we've got a new quiz now, which is from uh, thejournal.ie, and it's how much do you know about Bono? I want to preface this by saying that I'm not the kind of fan that revels in close biographical details of the band. I like the music, and I obviously like the people, but I, for example, do not know Bono's birthday, and I couldn't really care less about it either. You know, I'm glad that Bono is a great guy. I do. I know that because I left school on the same day. And when people were signing my shirt, as is uh, the the trend, or was the trend back then, uh, people wrote, Happy Birthday Bono on my shirt. Uh, Which was Guess who shares my birthday? So, yeah. Oh, actually, I shouldn't say. Doesn't matter. You've worried me now about all this data stuff. Right, anyway, um let's <laughs> Right, let's do um let's do uh the first question then. So do you wanna be the question master, Tyler? I don't think we've thought cleverly enough about this format, but we'll just see how it goes. You can join in along, obviously, if you listen to um to Tyler. And this is a multiple choice, so are you gonna read all the choices out? Yes, yeah. And if you beat Johnny, uh then uh, you can replace him on review two. Fine with me, I'm busy. We're gone. <laughs> what is Bono's real name? Bonus Bonosaurus? Is that Bonosaurus? Is that what that first one is? Bonosaurus. I think it's Bonosaurus. Bonosaurus, like a like an uh, I don't know, like a dinosaur. Anyway, go on. When when I skim read that, I saw it as Bonosaurus. We're doing well here, aren't we? Like a dinosaur. You know, you know, because he's old. Anyway, is it Bonosaurus? Paul David Hewson, Paul Reginald Hewson. Bono Bon Jovi. Okay, I'm making my selection now. I'm making my selection. I got it right. Well, I thought we weren't revealing that. I mean, we obviously both got that one right. I mean, I do know that at least. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, wait, let, yeah. let me do the next uh, question then, because it's going to get boring if you're doing it all. Yeah. All right. Where did Bono go to primary school? Was it Mount Temple Comprehensive School, Finglas National School, Glasnevin National School, Ballymun National School. 
Make your choice now. Oh, I missed one at the bottom. The Santry Orange Order Protestant School for Proud and Honourable Children. <laughs> I missed that one. That is a reference to what happened last week with Bon Jovi. Are these all just Bon Jovi references? Right, are we revealing what the right answer was? Uh, I got it wrong. Uh, yes. <laughs> did, did you get I, it no, wrong? I got it I got you it get wrong it right? because I didn't read the word primary. I just thought school and then leapt to that. I imagine that's a lot of people's um, mistake here. The journal.ie, how tricksy you are. Because they know yeah, what they've done there. I, 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 went, I went for Finglass National School. Oh, you didn't go Mont Temple? Uh, and no, because I knew that was his secondary I school. think about primary and secondary. And I work in education. Uh, anyway, oh my God! Look how long these are. Right, we, we've we've got four quotes now for the next question, so we'll we'll read them out one by one. Uh, you know, just go in between us, Johnny. Uh, so, what did Bono say in 2017 about all the music the young people do, do be making these days? I believe that's some sort of um, grammatical Irish Typo. slur that um, they are casting on Bono there. How rude! Oh, really? Yeah, you know, what people do be Uh, making, that sort of thing. Anyway, go on. Okay, quote one. It's way too loud. It sounds like you're playing so many songs at once. In my day, you'd play one song, and yes, you'd play it loud, but you wouldn't play it more, more, you wouldn't play more than one at the same time. Kids don't care about that these days. Okay, next one. Back in the 80s, we didn't have much, but neither did anyone else. You might see one of those really long cars, and it was such a big deal that you'd write a song about it. Next, you'd hear that someone had bought a TV, and you'd write a song about that too. Now what are they going to write songs about? A new app? Dancing? It's pathetic. (laughs) The classic artists, Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, they wrote about what was important and what was real. uh, I have not heard one new song in the past five years by a band other than you two who achieved that. the last one, I think music has gotten very girly. Okay, so you're making your selection? Uh, I don't... Uh, yeah, I just don't know which one he's actually said. Well, I, I've yeah, picked... all right. All right, go on. Uh, so we're saying Did I you got get that, that one right. correct, yes. Because I remember it was very controversial that Bono said um, music had gotten very girly. And I think he now would cringe hearing himself say that. And I think part of what they were trying to do on the Joshua Tree tour was try to celebrate feminism. I don't think his point was that girls can't make good rock music. That clearly isn't not is not what he believes. But it is not a very fortunate soundbite. Did you get it right? Uh, I didn't. Ah. <laughs> I've only got one right so a, far. Did you pick the first song, the first quote? No, no. I went the classic artist Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen. That sounds more like what you would have said. Um, all right. So next question. Why does Bono wear sunglasses all the time? Uh, Number one, because he's just very cool. Number two, he has a scar from being attacked by a member of the Orange Order and he's very self-conscious about it. It's to stop paparazzi getting good photos of him. It's because he has glaucoma, Nicky, and it's not really something to joke about. So make your selection now. Yep, done it. Glaucoma? Yep. Yeah. Right, your turn. Uh... Paul Hewson had a lot of nicknames growing up, including... Oh, you, you stitch me up here. <laughs> Steinheg van Hoosenholen bang and bang and bang and Hoosiman. 
Where did Bono come from? Mars, by the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It comes from pro bono. Even as a young man, Bono, t- Bono took part in a lot of charity work. His mates slagged him off for it, calling him pro bono. <laughs> and it became Bono. Yeah. He was a, a young solicitor who was happy to do work for free. There is a hearing aid shop off corner, uh, off O'Connell Street called Bonavox, meaning good voice in Latin. Paul was nicknamed Bonavox based off this, which eventually became Bono. As a child, Bono learned uh, to play many Bon Jovi just songs on the his bon Jovi instrument. <laughs> of choice, the banjo. This became a, port- a portmanteau uh, ba- uh, bonjo. Eventually, it evolved to Bono. It was a common nickname for grandpa for grandparents to call their uh, grandchildren in North Dublin when he was growing up. He was also the youngest in his class in school, and so classmates called him Bono. Right, okay, I've made my choice. Yeah, got a picture outside Bono Vox. Um, so, yeah. yeah, obviously we both I got that right. I took a picture of that as well. Um, All right, so during the tour for Acton Baby, Bono... Uh, not just Acton Baby. Uh, during the tour for Acton Baby, Bono dressed up as several alter egos. But which one is this? And for the benefit of the listeners, it's uh, Bono with some large wraparound shades on. Um, so is it the Viper, the Cool Dude, the Fly, the Bono, or the Orange Man? Okay, so I've clicked the Fly. Yep. Yeah. Obvious. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you're going to get this. Ah, oh, good. Good. Uh, what is the name of the hotel that Bono and the Edge purchased in the early 90s? The Clarence, the Clurden, the Morrison, the Adam Clayton. Okay. I've clicked the Clarence and I am yeah. correct. Damn it. I should have stayed there last month. Uh, right. Um, uh, a big diplomat uh, play. Uh, a big diplomatic play by Ireland came to fruition recently, and of course Bono was involved. What was it? Phil Hogan being made European Commissioner for Trade, Ireland winning a seat on the UN Security Council, Pascal Donoghue being made President of the Eurogroup, all of the above. Okay. Um, Tricky. I'm going to play the gambler. Oh, crap. What did you go for? I went Ireland winning a seat on the UN Security Council, which was correct. You went yep. all the above. Yeah, that was a, that was a guess well, knew, for me. Oh, this in this picture. I knew about the in this picture. Bono looks very skinny. He's very happy with himself as well. I knew about the um, the seat thing, but I thought the way that this is phrased are these other things also going to be clumped in, and it's going to be all the above. God damn it! All right. Mm. Uh, you read the next question, Johnny. Bono also put on a green jersey back in March when everything went Pete Tong, which for American listeners means a bit wrong. What did he do? Okay, so, oh God, look how long this is. He fa- we'll go one for he one. He found again. a supplier of the Regent needed for the PCR test, something many countries were critically short on. A oh, reagent, sorry, not Regent, reagent. He helped Ireland secure membership of the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control, something which, due to a clerical error, we were not part of before the pandemic. He got his good mates. Sorry, good mates. He got his good mates, Moon Jae-in, the South Korean president, and Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, on the blower 
that means a phone for Americans, and sourced personal protective equipment for Irish healthcare workers. He went on RTE Radio 1, said, I'm going to kick the ass of this goddamn coronavirus, and the entire country cheered because then we knew we would be okay. Thank you, Bono. I would say I do feel woefully... um, you know, uninformed about current Irish affairs at the moment. Um, but nevertheless, should we? Um, are we going to? Are we going to uh, click on one of these? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. One, two, three. Uh, I got it wrong. I knew. I knew. He, I knew he uh, met President Moon in uh, in December because that happened when I was in Seoul and it was on the news. Um, but uh, that was the right answer, but I didn't get it. I got the, the clerical error. I went for the clerical um, error. What did you go yeah, for? Yeah, the clerical error. Mm. Okay. Uh, what did Bono... I think this might be the last question. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, what did Bono and the rest of you two get stuck in twice, once in 1997 and once again in 1998? Uh, an orange hall on the 12th. A smart car, the band were doing promotional work for the brand, showing how, how many people could fit in what, in it at one time, uh, but the doors repeatedly malfunctioned. A giant mechanical lemon, uh, a port, the port tunnel when the Guardia blocked it off during the, early, uh, during the yearly Save Our City protests in the 90s and early noughties. Uh, and our, our hearts. hearts. Don't forget our hearts. Yeah. Our hearts. I think that might be a giant mechanical lemon, just in case you didn't know exactly that one. Exactly right, yep. Okay, so what did you score? Okay. Uh, did you get more than five I out did. of ten? Did you get more than six I out did. of ten? Did you get more than seven out I of ten? Not. I got seven out uh, of ten well, as well. Well, how anticlimactic, so we're both as <laughs> fairly misinformed about you two, the band that we're meant to know a lot about as each other. Uh, once again, if you're still listening at this time, please let us know. Um, final, last thing I want to say today is the very, uh, very big thank you to. Uh, uh, he's not. He's not just a rebel, rebel type guy. He's making his own rules because he. Uh, this guy messages messages on, on Facebook uh, quite regularly with very, very cool, interesting uh, interviews that he's found. His name's Alfie uh, Adnet. And I uh, really want to thank uh, Alfie because some of the interviews that he sent through have been kind of mind-blowing to me and even changed my thinking on albums such as No Line on the Horizon. Not that I like that anymore, but he's changed my thinking about it. So thank you, Alfie, for continually getting in touch and your support over the years. It really is appreciated and you are long overdue this And another mention I want to make is for Actoon Bass, who um, on October the 12th, so just a couple of days ago, said, holy schnitzel, I'm late to the lounge party that is review two podcasts but i love it when men start to fanboy about t-shirt fabrics and colors you know you've come to the right place so um i just really enjoyed that as a as a as a tweet it's nice that people are still discovering our weird brand of fandom and getting into it and it's, it's very nice to see people keep listening so thanks for that and if you want us to review that episode of alan partridge that is very heavily focused on you two then make your voice heard and tyler will not be able to ignore it 
Well, Johnny has spoken. Well, thank you very much for joining us for another edition of Review 2. Uh, we do hope to be back with you very, very soon. We've got a couple of things that we're working on, but as you can imagine, in the current climate, um, things are a lot tougher than they uh, than than they were uh, six months ago or e- or a year ago. Uh, we will be back hopefully next month, uh, but definitely uh, before the end of the year. Thank you very much once again for joining us, and we will see you next time. See you soon, guys. Go and vote and wear a mask. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Review 2, the U2 podcast. If you'd like to get in contact or for more information, please follow us on Twitter at REV underscore U2 or on Facebook.com forward slash REV U2 For those rebel type guys, why not email us at review2contact at gmail.com. Review 2 was presented by Johnny and Tyler.